how guys can you believe it we're back again tell a friend it's the dip podcast i can't believe it it's been so long it's been so long but we're finally here recording another very special episode for y'all we even have a, a very special guest with us today but we'll uh introduce him very shortly first let's um who, who, who are you guys what's going on here it's been a while people forgot your names who's going first me okay Subby sub cash money sub the savage. Uh, what up, you see boy Kevin, aka Atticus Warhol, aka Lab the Rat. Uh, that guy is again. You already know who it is. It's your boy Q. I miss y'all. And oh my gosh, today's special guest. Please let, let the people know who you are. Uh, hello, my name is Alfonso Juarez. Uh, you might also know me as Mito Juarez. Yeah, uh, I'm an artist, Mexican doing cool shit here and there. I was going to have more of like a sick ass, like, you know, pseudonym, like a name, like what, uh, but yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, we're happy to have you here today. So it's interesting, you know, we were just having a conversation um, prior to, you know, initiating the pod and um, Alfonso was telling us that in your neighborhood, so, so wait, first, Tell us a little bit about where you're from. Uh, so I'm from Van Nuys, California, in the San Fernando Valley. Um, it's like not as celebrated part of LA, but I mean, that's been my home my whole life. Like there's so much there that has like really influenced me as a person, my kind of like artistic taste and everything that I love about LA kind of like resides mostly there. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, I mean, I really like love so much of the Valley and I'm like very partial to all like the Valley communities, whether it's like Van Nuys, Pacoima, Studio City, like Sherman Oaks, like there's so much to it. And like, obviously there's like issues with like, you know, like richer areas versus more areas, but like it is such a huge melting pot and yeah, that's dope. So you've been pretty much like a LA, LA native, LA County native, like your whole life, and a lot of things have been changing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like too. definitely. I mean, we're really seeing like gentrification on in full force, and like obviously you grow up in these lower income neighborhoods, and you see like I was born in Van Nuys, but I grew up in North Hollywood for like a little bit. And this was like prior to the Metro being built. So it was like very rundown kind of like, you know, like it didn't feel as safe to that. To me, that was home though. Yeah. It was like right around the corner of like the circus liquor. That's why like I use that image a lot in my art. And uh, when the Metro came in, stuff started changing, you know, started seeing like new apartments, the, no arts district and all that good stuff and it's like a really like you know bustling area now mm -hmm. i was there the other day and, you know the straws are no longer plastic so yeah that's when you know <laughs> when you got the paper yeah, straw yeah. Shit, shit is different now like, they, another straw yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like oat milk there's like six different milk <laughs> options this is a piece of pasta <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was sucking through a macaroni uh, and it's interesting because like now there's definitely a different type of culture there you know and 
on one hand, like you're happy about seeing like this neighborhood that you grew up in that didn't feel as safe before change, mm. but you're no longer seeing the faces that made that place that place. Yeah. And so not as many paladillas, like stuff like that. So it on one hand, it's like good to see that change, but also like, you know, you, you miss a lot of like the stuff that you grew up with and mm. also seeing it change feels a little different to you, you know, because it's no longer the ex exact home that mm. you had. But then, um, like, you're talking about a, a particular, like, a, was it a coffee shop that you yeah, came across? Yeah, it was a coffee shop. Mm. And, you know, they were very much using, like, Aztec and Mayan symbolism. And I, like, obviously I was eating it up. Like, I like I love incorporating mm. those aspects. With fire, yeah. Art, like, that's mm. very cool to me. And mm. also seeing that represented so that, you know, kids can see that and be like, oh, dope, like, I've seen that before, you know, that that's really cool. But then you see who owns these stores and it's like, they don't look like us. I mean, they're not from Mexico. Like, so it it's also this like, damn, like the platform is there, but it's like, who is giving this message out? And if you like, you're using culture as a marketing ploy without actually appreciating or educating about that culture, you're no longer uplifting it. You're like, you kind of, bastardizing it in a way yeah it's like because uh it's just interesting it's like kind of taking the heart and soul of a place but then keeping the aesthetic of it <laughs> or keeping like a particular like oh we'll keep like the facade of like what this place was to kind of keep the locals happy or to kind of have like a little flavor to it you know where it's yeah. just like yeah but then uh, i don't know <laughs> I, got, I got a question though was that art and like exterior already like that before they moved in or did they that so obviously like yeah so i i don't think it necessarily was because a lot oh. of art was also like branded with the yeah. coffee shop sure. and like stuff like that mm. so but on on here and here's the thing like on one hand like are they paying mexican artists to do that that's one thing mm. but are they like using it and profiting off of the culture yeah like it, it for me like what's important is authenticity mm. and like appreciation. Sure. Like I feel like that you can't really do well if you're moving like that. And um I guess that intent is important to me. Um for sure. I was just about to say that too. Intention is like a huge thing too. But yeah, it's pretty it reminds me of that one Atlanta episode where uh and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What's up? Uh where did you went, like a food truck? The rice jollof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go get the just jollof. Where she, where he, uh, like Darius brings this girl to this place to eat this authentic food. Yeah. And then basically she develops like, she's like, oh, dude, people would love this. And then she makes a food truck and then basically runs the place that had served her food initially out of business <laughs> because it's like more appealing. And then the market, he's like, yeah. what the heck happened? He's just like, He's just like, what am I doing? Her, yeah, her food's all like, like vegan friendly, like you know, just the craziest. Like, yeah, is that the same one where they had the um, the like branding of of like the uh, they got in trouble for like the high fashion? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The raccoon mascot and all that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, I think let's uh let's get into it. I want to talk more about you. Oh, Alfonso Finito. So, let the people know what you do. That is something that I'm asked a lot, mm -hmm. and it has only gotten more difficult to answer. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm an artist, but um, a designer as well. Like I love clothing. That's something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, curating something that I'm new to, but that's definitely something that I didn't know I would value as much as I do. Like uh, I have a friend named Mario. You know, he like runs appointment only. Shout out Mario. Shout out Mario. You and out of appointment only, like I've met so many different artists, creatives, musicians, like whatever. And um, something that Mario specifically taught me, because I've always seen him like left and right helping people, like whether it's a look by getting their clothing into a photo shoot or selling their work out of the store, sharing it on a story, however big or small it is, uh, I've always seen him help people. And that is kind of like where I kind of got the idea to curate and, and do that kind of stuff where I would always show my art at the store and Mario was like, yo, treat this like it's your place. Like you can do events here and stuff like so, that. And from there, that idea was born of like, let's do an art show. And, you know, I think the first one had like three, four other artists or something a little smaller. And then I've slowly been building it up and like with help from like, I had a co-curator, Brie Flores and she really helped me like, you know, plan it out as well. So that is like a new passion of mine where like being able to give people an opportunity to show their work and really make it about the artist is something that like I really like as well. But I don't know, like then I go back to my, my painting and like my painting is a daily thing that I've been doing for three and a half. No, I think it's like three and a quarter years every day. I've like, been making something and so like that is i think kind of like the main engine to what i do it i love it i love the like process of it and that is kind of like where you know everything else branches off from that's where curating came from that's where you know clothing like clothing was always a part of my life but i just didn't know how to like mm. get to that point mm. you know i was just kind of like what do you do? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you want to do it. Yeah. But who do I contact? Yeah. The idea felt so far away and foreign to me. I was like, what am I going to do? Like go fucking start hitting the phone. Like, Yo, can you make sure it's for me? Like stuff like that. But you know, along the way I met, you know, Matthew who runs like uh Mansfield outposts and all these different, um, clothing production companies from him. We collabed the first time he runs a, uh, he reached out to me from his cricket brand. Okay. And he was like, yo, you fuck with cricket? Yeah. Like, hey, hey, you fucking uh, with the cricket? Fuck, sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called again? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew nothing about <laughs> it, but um, he kind of like showed me the way. I remember the first, one of like the first times I, I like hung out with him in person, we went to his office and he was like, come with me. Like, I'm gonna, I need to go like run some errands. And I was like, sure. And he started introducing me to all the people that do his embroidery, his manufacturing, his cut and sew stuff. Like before we even started like working on what we had going on, he was like, take their phone number down. This is like, you can reach out to them whenever, like you don't need to go through me, like this stuff like that. And like, uh, that was a, like, I love people that moves like that, but I also didn't realize that I want to move like that, mm, you know, like there, there was like, those feelings and those intentions, but I never had seen someone do it or like verbalize it. And I was like, like, that's sick. And then from him, like I learned like, you know, what it takes to make like a hand cut sewn shirt, the process of that screen printing versus heat print, like really give me the rundown, you know? 
And there have been other people like Art Chavez, who like has been doing screen printing for forever, who like has also taught me aspects of that. But again, like it all just kind of stems from like, yo, I fuck with your work. Maybe. And then we start talking and then, you know, we develop like all these crazy ideas and yeah, it's uh it's art has really kind of gravitated and made me grow with just me loving what I do. Like it, and it's very strange cause art was always kind of like a part of my life. Like my dad always had like Diego Rivera's like Dang. the walls were naked ladies, like everywhere. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I was like, this is art. Like, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. And I remember like, uh, we'd go to a lot of museums and uh, I hated that dude. Was like, I was like, this is kind of cool, but like, I, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like not appreciated. It, it was like, like, like amazing. Like, yeah. like, like museums, like, like just like, I feel like museums are like the sterile hospital of art. <laughs> you know, like everything's really quiet. You know, it's just on a blank wall. There's like a docent who's like staring at you. Like, hey, don't, don't. Hey, uh, 10 feet back, buddy. Yeah. See this? <laughs> that's right here. Don't cross yeah. right. I do not notice. Like, oh my goodness. Right? Yeah. So you don't like, you don't like being like museums. I, I don't think I like, well, one, I was a hater. I think I was a hater. <laughs> but, uh, number one. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, right? Like, uh, right? I, I think my capacity for appreciation was just very small. Like, I think I kind of like assumed if I'm picky about what I like, if I like the best hip hop music, if I like the best fashion, that's the best. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a very simple way of thinking. And, you know, in my art, like in the practice of it, like I developed this like appreciation and love for like stuff that I can't do, stuff that I don't understand. Yeah. Like at first I'd be like, all right, no, fuck that. Like, oh, nah. yeah. yeah. Who's Jackson Pollock? Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was that like idea of like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Mm. And then I realized I was saying that about a lot of stuff yeah. and, and I wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. And um, being able like to, like I, I'm not a huge fan of like realism when it comes to art, mm -hmm. but I can understand and appreciate like the technique, the like, the love that went into creating something like yeah. that, why somebody might want to gravitate toward that. Mm. And like seeing someone's, you know, their own relationship with their art made me appreciate it. I still wouldn't throw it in my house. Like yeah. it's not something that like, I really like. Not for you. It's not for me. And, and, and that was something that I guess I didn't realize. And you know, you, there's that loss of like ego of like, mm. it, it, it's not about me so much as what it is on its own. Yeah. It's like mm. Transformer movies these days. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not for you. I'm not sure who they're for. Anymore. I'm not buying these toys, <laughs> you know? So you, you said that you... So I guess art's always been a part of your life. The last um, three and a half or so years, mm -hmm. you've been practicing this, this daily practice yeah. of trying to create at least one piece of art or one painting a day. Um, what motivated you to go about it that way and to kind of try and drive that level of, I guess, consistency? Like what what even got you started to be like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna do this every day? Wow, what a good question. Um, so I guess I had been kind of flirting with art 
mm. for like a long time. Like, and I was like, what's up? <laughs> no, what's, yeah, uh, you look kind of cute. Uh, like, you like know, it's like that moment on Instagram where you see someone's story and you're like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're putting the heart I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's up? Are you, you up right now? <laughs> you want, you want to hang out? You want to hang out? Okay. All right. Screw this kid. <laughs> right in the morning. Yeah. That was supposed to be a painting. Yeah. And, um, like, I, I, like, well, one major moment was like when I was in middle school, I was in jazz band. I was introduced to the idea of improvisation. I really mm. loved it. Like, mm. I'm a procrastinator. Like, mm. yes, I don't want to prepare. Let me just <laughs> think about it on the fly. And, but I remember at that age, like, my parents were very much like, art is a hobby. That's it. And, and like, I think that really like changed my perception of art, being an artist Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And, um, I never, like, even at the start of it, before I started doing it every day, I didn't really see myself as an artist. I don't think I, even when I was doing it for like maybe a couple hundred days, I didn't see myself as an artist. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't introduce myself as an artist. I was just kind of like doing this thing. And I remember like, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she had just lost her stepdad. COVID had happened. I had lost my job. Like, mm. so she had to like go back home and I was just like alone. It was sealed off from the world. Oh. And it was like, God, uh, the world's ending. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be able to wipe your ass. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> like, all this shit. Yeah. Um, and I was, uh, I think I did like a piece and uh, I kind of posted on my story. I was like, what are some other album covers you'd want me to do? And I got like a, of responses so i was like fuck it what else am i doing like let me let me do something day so that's kind of how it started and then i think i hit day 30 and i was like see how long i can go you know because like i i was never really a diligent worker i wasn't like studying like that just wasn't what i invest my time in um i just that that just didn't interest me really I didn't really ever feel like I was very like disciplined and stuff like that. I was very much like, ah, look at that tree. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, look at that tree. Yeah, and so like after those first thirty days, I was like, all right, let me keep going. Let me see how I do, and it just kind of kept going. Like I, like, I didn't have a job at the time. Like fucking unemployment was hitting. Yeah, nobody's business. Yeah, like, I could really just focus on my art and. There was no intention behind it. I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Like it, there have been a couple like things that I've done in my life where I felt like I've been flying mm-hmm. and um, riding a bike was one of them. Like I just would bike for like an hour and a half and just like listen to music mm-hmm. and it was like my therapy. Yeah. And um, art kind of became that. Like the process of it is just something where like my mind goes wherever it wants essentially mm. um and sorry go ahead no so you can finish <laughs> <laughs> um so but like i you know for a majority of my life i studied like very math and science oriented my parents were like we came to this country for you to be rich yeah no like yeah what the fuck you think is happening right now yeah. like you know and as a first generation like you know immigrant you mm. there's this like well, you better fucking make it. You know, we left our families and all this stuff. And so that was something that I gripped with a lot, like in terms of like what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. So like 
I studied software engineering in college. I was like, that's what I got my degree in. Like, that's what I was going to do. It was kind of made sense. And yeah, there was nothing ever really in like industry that attracted me to the idea of a job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to do it because I have to. This is a side effect of capitalism. Like, there's no other reason for it. And when I discovered art, it was the first time I found something where I was like, holy fuck, like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And, and that wasn't an immediate thing. It was through the practice of like really enjoying just doing every day and finding a lot of peace in my art and uh, developing that relate. It's like falling in love. Yeah. Like you like somebody and you are cool, but like the more you get to know them, the, you know, it's like a, like it branches out and develops in a much more like substance filled way where like art was a lot of things for me, you know, like it, it, it definitely was very therapeutic to do it like there was a bunch of times like, <laughs> when i was like doing art where i would just cry and it was like here's a joy mm. it was like wow i'm so lucky to be have found this to be doing this to like fuck yeah like i'm just so happy about it and so like my art is like just very selfish like i do it for me uh but then when i get to the point of like releasing it to the world that's when i feel like it's no longer mine mm -hmm. it's like like I, I i can't tell anyone and i don't tell anyone ever like what i what's the meaning behind my art because like i want to hear what you think mm. and your opinion is just as valid as mine and i don't want someone to be like ah oh, well i saw this but it's like you saw a reflection of like how you feel or what you're thinking mm. your experience and like that's more beautiful than like me telling you like it's this specifically yeah. like yeah. And, and like yeah. keeping it like open-ended to like because people receive things differently and connect with things differently so yeah if you were to just like put out the meaning then you don't really leave that freedom for people to explore what it could mean to them yeah and uh i think the i like just the fact that someone's willing to engage with my work is mind-blowing yeah me. like here's this I, I don't know. I feel like a little deranged goblin that's just like having the time of his life, like <laughs> running around. Like I like you should see me when I do art. No one ever will. But like I dress like I, I there is no pants, just a boxer, a T-shirt, sometimes socks, sometimes not. And music blasting, like if if I'm really feeling it, I'll I'll grab like a plate of guavas and just have them out for like the scent. Like, um, but I look like a big ass Mexican poo bear just yeah. fucking like <laughs> painting, <laughs> painting his whole paint on the boxers. Like, like <laughs> nah, I'm in the mold here. <laughs> exactly. And guavas are kicking. Yeah. It, but they are sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever heard someone just like, like bringing a fruit to like, you know, give you that the aroma. Yeah. And the you funny know? part is that yeah. I don't even like guavas. Yeah. I just said it's a He's like, it's like, like, hey, these these guavas are rock. Throw them out. I'm done. I'm done. And, and, and low key, I keep them when they rock because they they smell more. I'm like, <laughs> so fragrant, <laughs> rotty. You that, know, like he's just like like covered in rotted guava. Set setting the creative um tone though, or mm -hmm. in the space is important. Or whatever it gets you in the zone. I remember hearing a Pharrell. Um, Someone was talking about working with Pharrell and like Pharrell, anytime he works with an artist, he always makes sure that in the studio space, whatever track they're trying to create, that the space is filled with whatever that vibe is. So when he was working, Snoop was talking about this actually, 
so he was when he was working with Snoop, he had Snoop bring in all his like homies and shit there because they're trying to make G Funk shit. And then when he was working, with, he had like freaking um, yeah, Pitbull. <laughs> he had Pitbull come through with all these like bad girls just yeah, to, yeah. but like he always sets like whatever they're trying to create. He like sets the the environment. the environment. So it's like helps get you in the zone. That's tight. Yeah. So are you uh like art is like a personal thing for you? Like, did you ever see yourself like you know doing like art in public you're at an event and they have artists that are doing live art like yeah or is it too sacred for you kind of to like be open? great question again like it that's something that uh i think about here and there like i've been asked to do like you know some live painting and stuff like that and i was discussing it with like i went to an art fair in beverly hills and had a ton of conversations like 20 30 minute conversations with a ton of artists about like what their relationship with art is i think this was like year one and a half or like maybe two and i was just curious like that you know you see someone's work and you're like okay how do you think of this kind of stuff or how how does it get to that point and all the people that like i had that 20 30 minute conversation and i felt like i was really like being able to like take in what someone's relationship with their art was like it always boiled down to like one idea of like i do whatever the fuck i want with my art mm -hmm. and i'm uncompromising about that mm -hmm. there is like and that topic of like do you like post clips of you doing your work and like I, i'll post clips and stuff like that and sometimes when i do commissions people will ask me like hey can you record the process and I've gotten to a point now where I'm just like, uh, no. Uh, and like, I have done it in the past in terms of like posting clips and stuff like that. But like one, it takes me out of it. Mm -hmm. And two, it like the making art is for me. Yeah. yeah. Creating it, that process mm -hmm. is for me. Once I'm release it, it's no, the art, I don't even see it as mine. Anymore. Like do whatever the fuck you want with it. Um, but I want to retain that relationship because of like, yeah, like I, I guess I didn't see it as sacred, but it really is to mm -hmm. me. Like there, there has been a lot of moments where like I've been, at, I felt emotionally at my peak where I've been very, very happy and it's been there. There's been moments where I felt like incredibly, incredibly low. I have hated with the work that I've done. And like, as, as I'm doing, I, I just doesn't feel good but it's still been there and like that process of being frustrated and not liking it is a part of the process of like working on that relationship with my art where like yeah and I, th I think like that's where again like some of that consistency comes from as well is like sometimes I make weak ass fucking shit and, and that's a part of it is like being able to still appreciate the act of doing you know even though you hated it and didn't like it is you still did it you're done <laughs> that's such a cool perspective and like mm -hmm. a great i think healthy way to like approach art because i think you know it's so easy to get like really sucked in or frustrated in a feeling and let that like stop people from like continuing to do things but when you have a perspective like that of like just understanding that this is a part of the process of mm -hmm. doing it that this is a part of like developing my relationship with art i don't know it's like it's a it's a cool like way to approach it and i hope more artists and everyone out there listen you know take oh, take yeah, that for sure <laughs> take that advice yeah since you've been on the journey of doing the daily because it seems like as you've continued 
these different elements and people have just kind of flown into your life since you started dedicating the time to doing this daily. In this process, what has been the most interesting thing to you about it? I think, like, I've been, I think for a very long time, and this is both, like, artistically and not, like, as a person, personal development and stuff like that, there was always this, like, idealized version of myself, whether it was, like, as an artist or, like, as an upstanding, you know, individual. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every time I would, like, reach these goals of things that I wanted to do, I would look up and, like, the guy was over there. I was like, Fuck, I gotta go catch up, you know, like, and that idealized version of who I want to be is like next to me now. It doesn't feel like I'm still striving to be all these things. So being able to like feel that growth as I'm going through it and like see myself from three months ago and being like, oh yeah, like I'm going up and it's not in like this, like I'm so fucking good yeah, <laughs> and all these things, but it's like, man, I'm really proud of the person I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. And like, I rock, like I stand by it, you know, a hundred percent. And like, I think seeing that as an artist where like, um, there was in my like first couple of years when I would do like a big piece, you know, they take like anywhere from like five to like eight, 10 hours sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes around like hour two, there'd be this little voice of like, what if it's whack? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and they're like, <laughs> pause for a second, like, yeah. and it's like, man, that color is trash, dude. Yeah. Why, why'd you mix so much paint like that? Like, <laughs> oh God. And that, those like thoughts would linger for like an hour or two. Uh -huh. And so like painting in that mode is like a little more difficult and something that's been very interesting is seeing the time of doubt go down more. Mm. And on the most recent one, like uh, on my like three year anniversary one, that thought entered my mind. And it was like when you're in a car and you see someone, you know, and you like wave, mm. you keep going. Mm. And it's funny, like I laughed. When that thought entered my mind, I just laughed because I knew whatever I was going to, like it, it wasn't this, it didn't feel like cockiness it didn't feel like this uh you know like i'm gonna be the fucking it just felt like i know i know it's gonna be dope that's it like and that's why i laughed was like here's this thing that i would go by every time and i would linger on it for so long and now it's just like a the tiniest glides by is it because like as you become more experienced in like your craft you like know that there's these kind of checkpoints of like emotion that you kind of like hit where you're, you're saying like, you know, like, Oh, it's a point where it's like, Oh, this is me whack or whatnot. You like, I know where my destination is. I'm just going to keep going. Like, you know, that it's just kind of like a, a pit stop, but like kind of, you know, like one of those are like, let's look when you're driving to Vegas, right? You know, it's just like one, just one of those things that you see yeah. off to the side, but like you ultimately know like where you're headed and yeah. your experience, you're kind of like, you now know how to cope with that. You're like, oh, okay, I see you, man. Like, later. Yeah. Um, it's very, okay, so very much identify with the emotional checkpoints part. Mm. 100%. Like, there, I it's a very emotional process for me. Uh, and I think that's why I feel so therapeutic is, like, depending on the music that I, like, I'm big on music. I'm always blasting music. And, mm. you know, it really, like, sometimes I'll listen to a song 
30 times in a row. And it's because I get into a specific zone where it's like all my ideas are there and I'm like using everything. There, like, it, there's moments where I feel just absolutely in touch with every step of the process, like down to the brush stroke, where I'm like, "How the fuck does my hand move?" Like, like, I, there, there'll be moments where I will like put the paintbrush down, and I'm like, "You're nice, yeah, you're nice." Like, um, but as far as like a destination, I feel like part of like the improvisation, like. I think like I like I saw some quote or something with like uh news your bees in the background. Like, you know, like those kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. The inspirational like things, but it was like uh I like I have no destination. I, like that's why I'm never lost. Something like that. Yeah. And yes, I have developed like my skills better and stuff like that. But I think that there's never like I know exactly where this is going to mm. go. It's more so like I'm just I just trust where I'm gonna take it. Like mm. it, I just know that, like, I don't know, like, I've, I've learned my taste even more. Right. Like, I, and, like, now all those different little techniques that I've, like, worked on or seen or, like, seen someone else do. And, like, I was like, oh, this would look really cool in, like, this little aspect. And I think that where a lot of that joy comes from for me as well is not knowing. Yeah. There's, like, there's, like, I feel like a caveman. Like, imagine the first caveman discovering fire and you're like yeah let's first look at here's this thing like one of the reasons why i loved math was like people explaining the world and then being like and i proved it like yeah. you know it's like this i had this idea I the I equation. Just, like the, the, it's like this idea of discovery of like wow here's this thing but it's like intertwined with myself and my tastes and stuff like that and so i i wouldn't always say that there's a destination but as far as the emotional checkpoints like one yeah how would you um or i guess i'll put it like this like what inspires your art or what inspires what you like to create yeah so there's uh definitely a lot of main elements mm -hmm. like a mickey is like my first language like you see it all the time like anytime i want to like kind of fuck around with an idea that's kind of like my comfort zone that's where i really base it out of um but there's also a lot of like you know uh campesinos like my dad was always big on diego rivera's art diego rivera's art really highlighted you know like mexican workers field mm. workers like and that so like that's always a big element and that's something that I've personally been able to see and like, you know, like you see it all the time, especially in the Valley or, or anywhere you go in LA, like it's 103 degrees out mm -hmm. and the people working on the roof looking mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like that those kind of like you, I, you can empathize very well with that. And I think that's another reason why I highlight it in my art where there's like this beauty to it. Um, but also I love like beautiful, cute things mm -hmm. of all kinds. So it's like, there's also flowers like i think flowers are really beautiful and mm. that's something that like i've learned to appreciate myself like uh like when i see a flower now i'll stop and smell it yeah. and like stuff like that i really like clouds uh i think that like you know stems back to the idea of like flying and stuff like that uh sunsets have always been like a big thing like i don't think i can necessarily like look incredible sunset but i really appreciate sunsets. Yeah. so that's why i think i 
incorporate clouds and, and, and a lot of different things. Um, but I also love fashion. So like sometimes when I'm like thinking of a t-shirt I want to make, like that also influences how I want to approach things. Um, but also people like, uh, another thing that I think art has kind of like taught me is like, I'm so interested in people mm. like all like, I want to learn about like what makes people tick, why people are passionate. Like that's usually one of my first questions is like, what do you love? What, like, what are you passionate about? Like, what's that thing that you like makes your fucking like heart, like glow mm. and shit like that. Like, cause those, I think like when, when you get to see someone do something that they really love, you, you're seeing them like in their prime, yeah. of them. what it is like, you know, you can see like when you see someone that really loves dance, dance, you're like, wow, they're just like, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like this, Getting like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna ask, um, like, it seems like you have like a really good awareness about things and even like catching like your negative thoughts and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Did you, um, like, I want to ask, like, what's your relationship with, like, understanding your thoughts? Because, yeah. or, like, uh, have you done, like, um, <laughs> or, I know, I know, that's, like, that's crazy. No, 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 but, that's like, a good question. Or, like, do you, do you, like, um, like, how do you, like, work on yourself? It seems like you you just have, like, a... Thoughtful person. Yeah, yeah. like, you yeah. understand different um, things. So, I feel like I've always, I don't know, I've just really grown in terms of, like, wanting to define myself but like i think i was very much like uh you know you build that like 21 year old ego and you're like i'm set like i don't need to grow yeah. i'm not reading my dog's done here. like i'm always learning yeah i'm done <laughs> everything i refuse like when google asked me like would you like to know more about that no, <laughs> no. i'm good i'm good i know how to ride a microphone um, motorcycle <laughs> but like i guess i just realized like i don't know like i just I wanted to be a more like caring and understanding person. And I didn't realize like how far away from that I was. Like, hmm. obviously, like I'm not some fucking like terrible, terrible monster. Yeah. And they're like, see a kid in little kid. Yeah. The goblin. But like, yeah, like I just didn't realize about like, I guess I had this understanding of the world and I was like, okay, but you don't understand it. So, like, uh, uh, you're not understanding it as well. Like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so, like, a contrarian belief kind of thing? Um, I, like... yeah, I think there's aspects of that. Okay. I think there was also, like, you know, wanting, like, I listen to the best music. Yeah. And I dress better than anyone. A curator mindset where it's, like, yeah, you have, like, you think of yourself as the top tier, most priority. And then if anyone has any contesting views, you kind of, like, no, you don't know what you're Or talking. maybe even just, like, like you just, everyone lives, like, I've been, like, having conversations lately about, like, just, we kind of live through our own, like, lens yeah. of the world, right? Exactly. And then when you start, like, looking at that lens, then you just, like, oh, like, um, you can, like, see how you view things and how there's so many other ways to, like, view a situation or something like that. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, like, another, like, layer way of, like, or level of, living when you like can consider that the lens that you see things is not the only lens that exists looking top down instead of straight yeah. on so you can get a 3d map someone who is saying it's like the reason why you should be kind to others is because 
every other person in this world is just you in a different set of circumstances. Yeah. You know, it's like a different like string theory kind of multiverse, yeah. spider verse kind of thing. Or it's like, it's, you know, like that that could be me, you know? Yeah. Like whenever I'm honking at someone in Road Rage and it's an uh, old Asian man, I'm like, that's just me. That's me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm like, I'm gonna be 65 yeah. and like this guy's just honking in the truck. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, Kevin. I, you know, but to have like that, I feel like that self awareness and to like kind of empathy. put yourself empathy and put yourself in other people's shoes is almost a superpower in today's day and age because you have that heightened sense that like, hey, like I can understand where you come from. Mm. I can see why you don't buy croissants and like you know, the cafe delicious <laughs> one house type place. You know, I get, it, I get it, really. Yeah. But like, unless you put yourself in other people's shoes, you just have this one, like, narrow-minded kind of view of the world, and you can't really like pivot it to be like, oh, like, well, you know, maybe I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. helps with the art and creation yeah. too. For, For sure. fashion, mm. did you have, did you have something to say about yeah. it? Do I really? I have a lot to say about it, Ooh, but please, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like I've like. You know, you have all these theories about how the world works, mm. and I think I just lessened that definition. Like it was very much like, all right, this is what it's like. But then I realized, like, dude, who am I to say like this is the way to live? This is like I've been able to just appreciate more, mm. and I think through that appreciation of like people being different, people like like I feel like I would definitely try to convince people about certain opinions that I had. And like when there wasn't that agreement, it's oh damn, like yeah, judge you like feeling away about women shouldn't have abortions, asshole, (laughs) like shit like that. And like I still think (laughs) abortions should be like you know readily available to anybody. But like I just there is like I there's no point to holding on to that resentment and that disagreement of about how someone views the world. Because who the fuck am I to tell you how to view your world, yeah. you know? I just kind of believe that, like, being understanding and caring and empathetic yeah. to other people. And, like, it is difficult to be alive. You know, it is Thanks. so hard. <laughs> like, let, let, let's not even, like, we don't even have to get into capitalism. We don't have to get into, like, social perception of being successful and shit like that. But, like, to, like, be, are you happy? Like, it's like that. It's like, okay, are you happy now? Like, now, oh, the world's ending. Are you still happy? It's like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So for me, I can't ever rationalize, like, let me make it hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy, come like, on. No, it, it, and like, it's like, there. if I can be a person that, you know, can make someone's day easier just by being nice and, you know, treating a person like a human being as like who they are, I don't care. It's, you can't rationalize being any other way. Like that, I, I just, I don't want to be any other way. I don't expect anyone else to be the other way. But if I can, you know, be that person in a person's day that, like, oh man, that person was kind to me. Mm. It's like I, why the f- like, I'd be an asshole not to do that yeah. in my eyes. So that's kind of why I think I've opened up my mind to just not really like view things or like yes, no. It's mm. more so like oh. Look at that thing. It could be, it's like layered. Things can be, I don't know, yeah. simple or you, complex. You, you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. And like the reason why they make certain decisions, you know, because there's no manual for life. 
and there's so many ways to like rate or like are you living a good life you know like how you say like monetarily or just by pure happiness or just you know any kind of other measuring stick that is also kind of developed out of like culture yeah or society but like to be comfortable with just bettering yourself and who you are and showing empathy and kindness that's a it's a really great perspective to have yeah and manga i've been reading a lot oh yeah oh yeah uh how things so how much manga have you been reading? I, I think uh, I've been reading a lot more. Like, not a, like all of it, like everything you could ever imagine. Like, I and and I understand it better than you probably. <laughs> Are you reading it in the original Japanese uh, or right to left? Are you getting it translated via uh, manga kind of? Because I actually could help you with that if you if you like to learn hiragana and katakana. No. I get all my stuff from uh, imported, you know, <laughs> straight from the source. I read the leaks. I think it's uh, interesting how, because uh, there are new Spider Verse movies coming out, yeah. and the reason why the first one was so amazing, apparently this new one's incredible too, is because a lot of the kids who are growing up on anime are now the animators mm -hmm. in these studios. And so oh. a lot of the it has this kinetic energy, and mm -hmm. even the storylines, the plots, like. Oh. I think it's cool that um, manga anime yeah. that I feel like, especially for brown people in America, <laughs> there's something about the storylines and the values around like friendship, overcoming hardships, like a lot of just kind of life lessons packed in that really resonates with like black and brown people. <laughs> a lot of people of color, I mean, resonates with people of all types around the world, but even it's different because now like yeah, it's different yeah now like anime is a uh, a lot more like it's like mainstream like pop pop yeah after you why, why is why is every like hip-hop beat tape like a sasuke like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know when did when did when did sasuke become like uh, the overall like sad hip-hop <laughs> he's like, been since day one like, but kind but i just noticed since even from the 90s from i just remember there was always what? The black kids, the Mexican kids, everybody has like been watching and really resonating with mm -hmm. anime. So it's just, I, I think, like, because we're talking about just these different kind of what would you call them principles? Mm, for sure. Um, are just kind of spilling over into, I don't know, it's healthy that we're getting a dose of yeah. this type of content. Same. So, what were you saying about manga? Like, you just to uh, bring it back. So the, I mean, yeah, I feel like want, right. at first I was just like, I want to see some cool fight, yeah, you know, yeah. Naruto versus. Yeah. <laughs> I was going, oh, I was like, but uh, I have a friend, Justin. He was like been reading manga his whole life, and he was always trying to get me to read. And I was like, No, you're a nerd. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you read manga? Get a load of this guy. Like, <laughs> look at this guy. He's got always on the book backwards. <laughs> Doesn't even know how to read, right? He doesn't. Yeah, it's on the wrong side of the street. Yeah. Um, but like, there just have been certain manga that I've read that, like you were saying, of these life lessons. Like, there was moments of like overcoming, you know, adversity and like there, you know, Black Clover, like you know, pushing your limits and like I really like Blue Lock and there's like this. That was the first time I discovered the idea of flow state. You know, it was like, oh shit, look at this. Uh, but then there's also, like, I've been getting more into, like, Vagabond, and, like, I really like Kingdom, and my friend made me read, like, uh, Pun Pun, like, all these, like, really wicked, like, ideas and, like, 
um, it was interesting. Like Vagabond is about the samurai that, um, is like really honing his craft, uh, or he's not even a samurai. He's like, uh, he just fucks shit up. <laughs> yeah, he's like a ronin. Yeah. And like, he has this obsession with being the best and he, like, he wants to just be the best swordsman and he like slowly develops like this i don't even know like how to describe it but he realizes that like he has a conversation with this like uh elder and he asks him like what's being like undefeated under the sun like being the best at what you do the greatest under the sun and he was like those are just words mm-hmm. and he loses this like need or want to be the best he's like it's about the relationship with his craft and uh developing that and like it's very introspective it's like really makes you like think about you know how you want to define yourself and it it, like there's just been small aspects in these different mangas that i've read that have you know helped me focus in on whether it's a certain aspect of life uh or like surpassing your limits in art or like all these different things mm-hmm. where I was like, I was never much of a reader, um, mm-hmm. but I've started reading a lot of manga mm-hmm. and through there, I've like just, you know, taken these lessons that I guess were kind of just like, you know, ruminating in my mind. But then now they're like, oh, like, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. And like that, you know, teaches you a little bit about yourself and how you view things. So That's so cool. Because uh, I was curious, because I was like, I wonder if he's, like, kind of figured this stuff out, like, on his own through his experiences with, like, you know, maybe, like, his family or people have, like, conversations that can kind of get you thinking in this way. Um, So it's really cool to hear that that's how you're able to pull some of this type of, like, stuff that gets you thinking in that way. Um, It's kind of interesting, though, like, you know, when you're in school, maybe you have, like, some assignments where it asks you, like, what do you want to be? Yeah. But after a certain point, you know, it's really, you don't really have, like, conversations that are really getting you to, like, think deeply about, like, who you are, who you want to be. You, you probably, you know, for me, like, I know I've had thoughts about it. Like, I, I have an idea of the person that I want to be, but it isn't until recently when, that I started reading, like, some kind of um, self-improvement type of books and stuff yeah. that are, where it's, you know, it asks you, like, what does that person look like? Or it just, yeah. you know, it gives you kind of some exercises to go through. And it's kind of, I'm like kind of realizing that like, I haven't even been in that headspace for so long. Like I've kind of just been like floating through life as like what you were saying, you know, just kind of floating through. Just doing it. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. I've been like having a lot more conversations with like friends and stuff on the same like ideas and concepts. And I just feel like it was missing for like so long. And it's just, it's just really cool that the, 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 information is out there in, in different forms and yeah moving with intention mm-hmm. i want to talk about fashion because are right, the pieces that you're wearing you are just this one right there um it's fly but yeah thank you um it since high school like i think in high school um i read into the wild and i was like i'm gonna base my whole personality on all this shit like uh, um, i well i just i think i didn't realized that you know i had been really formulating myself to live the life of making my parents proud Mm. don't get me wrong that's something that i value but like they they've always like you know supported me and wanted me to be successful but like i had to define what that meant for me and 
I just, I hadn't for forever. And I always kind of, I was very emotional. I was a crybaby as a kid. Like, I was definitely like an emotional kid, but I just didn't really know how to like process that. Like, you know, really just kind of like talk about what it is that I wanted, who I wanted to be. Like, the, the, I think those were ideas in my mind, but I just didn't know how to process yeah. any of that. And then I read uh, Into the Wild and it was this whole like idea of like rejecting all these like perceived ideas of success and all these different things. And like, here was this guy that was doing exactly what he wanted to do. And that was like a wild concept. Mm. Free will. Yeah. No, what? <laughs> you could do this. Uh, so I definitely was like, I'm going to start dressing different. I'm going to, you know, get my swag going. And I was big on buying like these like golf sweaters and like these grandpa sweaters. Errol was like, bro, why are you wearing those grandpa ass sweaters? Everybody was in their Abercrombie and bitch like this. It's like that era, like Western, like that American Eagle. It, like you would walk into those stores and you would be like body shamed and it would smell bad. That's all I remembered from that. Smell bad because of all the color. Everyone just like sampling. Well, remember when they used to have like half naked like white dudes yeah. in the standout certainly it, it was it is going on like, it just weird. they make fun of it and like neighbors like dude what are you what are you doing like, oh i'm a abercrombie model it's like i just hang out at the mall with my nipples <laughs> yeah, isn't it cold of course it is a duh <laughs> right that's such a weird era so you're wearing these like um old like yeah like i was the style that's it yeah. now yeah exactly so it, it was so strange because like i was rocking this and i yeah, this was right before, like, this is like maybe like two, three years before the Macklemore thrift era. Yeah. And I can go to that yeah. for several hours about how he ruined thrifting and that's how, where Depop stemmed from. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that in another podcast. But like, uh, I loved thrifting. My dad took me all the time when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't appreciate it back then. I was just like, it stinks in here. Get in the house. No. Yeah. Um, but you start finding all these crazy clothing and you're like, oh shit, like this is something like I've never seen before. And I gained like a big appreciation for like fashion and just like, you know, seeing a knit sweater like that is designed in a certain way that you don't see around anymore due to like, you know, mass producing the stuff like that. Uh, and that's where like, I, that's when I really started messing around with my style and kind of like, you know, thinking of the swag I wanted to do. Um, and it was always just kind of a part of my life. But like, again, I, I like, I thought like you need to have $10,000 and like, you know, develop all these things. Um, but I have like one, I feel more comfortable now in fashion in general, where like, I've just, I know what I like now and I know how to like put it together. Um, but I've, I've now in the realm of like, and I just read like, that's one of my goals this year is to like make something like I, and I make clothing. But it's always one of ones, and like, I want to like develop like a complete thought, I guess, and like put it out. Uh, and again, like it, it's like an inherently selfish thing. Like I don't generally think about an audience. It's just this is what I think is dope. Which is like you know there are moments of doubt where I'm like, but there's like they're, they're it, it, you're selling it. To yeah. Them, you know? yeah. Um, so like there there are moments where I'm like kind of like still trying to figure that out yeah. because. I would say that aspect is like a newer relationship mm. for me in art or yeah. like, I don't know how I'm going to exactly go about this, but, uh, being around people that are always like making clothing and like, you know, I was seeing all these like 
people go for it. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, like now it's my turn to do that. And I think like, put the stuff together that I want to. Yeah. That's really tight. Thank you. How's your, your process of curating? So like, it's hard. And, uh, initially, how did that first opportunity go where you've kind of first, like, we're like, all right, I'm going to. Yeah. So it, I would like, it's weird. Like, I don't like the idea of themes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and that's another thing about my relationship with art, clothing, and everything else is where, like, I just don't believe in the idea of, like, this is how you should do things. Mm-hmm. I'm stubborn. Like, I want to fuck up, make mistakes in the ways that I want to do them. And I want to make those, like, I'm not stubborn where, like, I won't pivot if something's not working, but. I want to present it how I'm going to present it regardless of like that might not be the best marketing movie or some, some, you know, like stuff like that. It's just like, this is my perception of it. It goes back to the idea of discovery of like, this is my idea. I'm going to go about it this way. And then, you know, on the next couple runs, you're like, oh, okay, I want to do, you know, tweak things here and there. But I'm definitely big picture. And like, I think of like, all right, this is what I want to do, so I just do it. Yeah. And then in that process, I'm like, oh, fuck. I should have done this. I should have done that. Uh, Works with details as you go along. Yeah. And um, so that first time, like, I was, I I wasn't necessarily thinking of, like, let me bring this group of people together because they represent these different things. And maybe I should have been more thoughtful about that process. But I don't know. It's like, because I appreciate so much now, I can, you know, I can find something to appreciate in almost everything. So it's like dif- difficult for me to be like, okay, this, this, and that. But it's like, no, like, let's see the little world that this person created and let me show that as well. So for me, it's just like, I like, I, I, it, I guess like my standard is like, do you fuck with your shit? heavy and yeah. you can see when someone dedicates that time and that energy and that like they you can tell they're feeding they care you can feel it too yeah and, and it's like again it might not be some shit that you fuck with but you can't fuck with someone that's like on really the, yeah. and, and, and like that is again that's inspiring so that's kind of like what I look for is people just like pouring themselves into what it is that they love to do and like that I think is like Maybe that's my theme is like finding people that you can tell are really passionate about it and want to go about it in different ways. And everyone's relationship with their art is different. So I don't need it to replicate mine yeah. at all. I just like whatever it is. If you if you do art once a month, if you do art maybe like twice a year or some shit like that, there is still like, absolutely. No, that's like, that's exactly what it is. It, it's like, wow, like to you know whatever life experiences you've gone through whatever the talent you have that is the that's what you brought into the world and you're sharing it and like good for you yeah like yeah taking a step because a lot of people want to but don't or they feel the urge but are afraid to start or they don't know where to start and that makes them more afraid to like start no i think that uh, so like the consistency is a cheat code like Mm -hmm. you there's so many days when I come home and I've worked my nine to five and I'm like, dude, I have no fucking ideas. All I want to do right now is hop on a video game and shoot stuff. Like that's what I want to do. I want to shut my brain off and do it. But like, no, 
I got to. So in doing that, like there is no room for that. Like, where the fuck with yeah. like, You know, it's just like I gotta keep going. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Um, yeah, but there are moments where like I think like, man, like what would it be like to not do it every day and be much more measured with, you know, my work? But I, I just enjoy it too much not to. Yeah. So it's like it's not really about like for me that like being this consistent person is just a, I like it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what a like match made in heaven. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's like with working out, like the more reps you do overall is going to impact better. Like, you know, instead of doing one five hour workout, you doing like 40 minute workouts, but it's seven days a week. You're going to ultimately yeah. be doing like 10 times as many your, the practice you're getting or just even, you know, For it sure. ultimately all builds an act. I always remind people like, dude, every single like masterpiece is already inside of you. How are you going to get it out? Mm-hmm. And like, it, you, you you can take in stuff and all this, but the shit you make, that's all you, like you can have influences and all this other shit, but you're still creating this mm-hmm. new idea and pushing it out and only you can do that. Like mm-hmm. what, a, anyone else's shit, is gonna have their flavor on. Yep. It's like present your dish. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, bro. Like the, the plating doesn't have to be perfect, but it's gonna taste good. Like, yeah. um. So yeah, like, uh, and in that, like, you're always cooking. You're gonna come up with like different shit here and there, and like, you're gonna bring it out that way. So like, I I do think it's like it's a cheat code because it's gonna happen. Yeah. Whether you do like you put thirty bad pieces out. That next day, you can hit gold and you can yeah. strike something that goes crazy. I saw something recently and it was about like, let your errors be your guide. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, because like our society, okay. Our society like looks at failing and failure is like such a bad thing. It can only be bad. You're like, that's how I feel like we were raised. Like, if you fail at something, it's just like, you suck. It's just bad. Like, why are you sucking? Yeah, yeah. But like, if we could just look at it in a way of like, that's something that you can learn from, like, oh yeah, I felt here, but now I know not to do that. That's just one, you know, yeah. it's just like the perspective of how we like approach things is pretty interesting. And, you know, like with you practicing all the time, you're going to be learning something. It could be the smallest little things, you know, all that time. You're you're getting closer to just like, you know, your true. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. True, you know, mastering of something. It, there have been so many moments where like I do something and I'm not happy with it. But there is a single aspect of a little corner of little shading or some shit that sparks an idea. And the next day I'm like, oh, man, like yeah. I, I like. I turned this little tiny idea into something that is like satisfying. Yeah, that, exactly. And I, I tell everybody like, all my mistakes are intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that mistake, uh, that's just part of my stuff. I was that was meant to be. <laughs> like, because it, it's like kind of. I do believe, it, yeah, mistakes happen, but it, like it's the same idea of like failing forward. Yeah, you know, you're kind of like um, because. I do get what you're saying and I hear you in the sense that like, yeah, failure is really bad, but let's face it, all the people who are super successful have failed at so many things. Yeah. You know, people who are strong have like failed on reps and sets. People who are like Elon Musk have failed at like different businesses. Yeah. You know, there's all these things, but we only see like the highlight, right? Oh. You know, as That's you, what people care about. Yeah. And then as you say, with like, you know, you doing daily, there's probably times where you're like, I hate this piece. 
Yeah. You know, or I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is terrible, but like just improving 1% in some area yep. kind of like helps, you know, but it's great to see that you like see that light, see that little like, you know, silver lining of things and kind of uh, keep pushing. Yeah. And it like, it's funny, like the improvement isn't always in Dino, like, um, sometimes art is like a well where I'm pulling for myself and right, you know, going about it that way. Sometimes it's a plant where there's like fruit and I, I get something from it and I water it and it gets me more free root and mm. it's like the heart. And sometimes it's nothing. Mm. Like, so it's <laughs> just some Mexican dude putting oils on <laughs> fucking paper. <laughs> I, I, that's it. Anybody, yeah, that's all it is for the day. It's like, it is today like, at the Broad, we have uh, a series of paintings by a Mexican dude. Three foils. Uh, that, that's the that's the description. It, <laughs> that that would be hilarious. Yeah, you get to like a lacma or something like yeah. Like oh wow, what a, oh that's it's ingenious. It's so simple. <laughs> and and it, it's very funny because like there's um, I don't know. Sometimes people talk to me like I'm some sort of like. Charlie's done, and I'm like, dude, there's nothing. Absolutely, he's to sleep on the wheel. All like in old dudes running through like forest and surrounded by flowers and stuff like that. And it's just, I'm literally just like a robot, like little little bird that like dips its beak in the water. That's all it is, and I'm I'm that little bird just like popping around in the water. Yes, what what are you? excited for as far as what you're doing with the the fashion the art the curating like this creation all this creation what what's seems exciting for you looking forward to the future um i want to work with more people mm-hmm. um, collaborate and all these things like I, I i'm slowly learning that i don't love the idea of like commissions mm-hmm. like oh. um, yeah, it's weird. I've just always been a little bitch where like oh, cool. people tell me to do something and I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it for myself. Don't, yeah, that's funny. I'm going to give you $50 to not make me a painting. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going to make it for free. You're here at Yeah, There's just always kind of been that stubbornness and maybe I need to grow in that aspect. But like, there have been times where, again, like the process is selfing. Like it, it is about creating this idea that I want to create, and it feels better. Uh, when, well, let me ask you this: When it is a commission, because it's someone be like, "Hey, do this," does it automatically make it not your own? Because it's like their idea, and it's not for you. Yeah. It's for them. It's directly yeah. for them, for money. Yeah. So you kind of like it's money about. We'll give you money yeah. to buy. Like right from the beginning, it's like yeah. already. It's not like, hey, yo, I fuck with your shit. It's like, hey, like I'm gonna tell you to do this, right? Yeah. So then, if it's not like, can can you like do this like one little thing? I don't really like this right there. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck it, I'm done. Here's your money back. Okay. <laughs> well, what's, what's your bed, man? What's your Zell? Wow, you're really speaking to my part, man. <laughs> uh, well, because you kind of, I mean, in the first kind of like how the potty is just discussing how like it is for him. Yeah. But something that is not for you initially and you you can't put your full soul in it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like it's definitely been uh like a tug of war okay. where there've been moments where like someone will be like, Make this and in my head there's this little that <laughs> goblin comes out. Goblin. It's like <laughs> the goblin. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't do that. 
fuck that, you know? Like, fuck this guy. Uh, like, he, it's just a very <laughs> tiny goblin that, like, is like, I'm not fucker. And I've, like, you know, there's those moments of, like, I'm going to own this. This is going to be my, uh, like, it could be your idea, but it's going to be mine. Yeah. And, like, you either like it or you don't, essentially. And there's, um, but that is something that I've had to learn in that relationship and, been different like i i um like your boundaries it's like discovering what your boundaries are with your art and how yeah, you want to like absolutely share that space i didn't know i had boundaries in my art i didn't know it was something that i had to be like okay. oh, like no well because it's like i was that artist you know i just viewed myself as an artist i was just doing art and then someone was like can i buy this yeah i was like yeah what like and, and so it is a small business, you know, oh. it, there are like, you do have to kind of stand on, stand your ground on certain things and stuff like that. And mm. I guess I just wasn't as aware. So there were times where, yeah, I'll just fucking make whatever you want, you know, oh, cool. Um, but I think like that relationship is changing more. It's more defined now for me where I'm like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I like, no. Learning how to say no. Uh, and and it's it's weird because it's like I don't one on one hand there's like wow here's this person that appreciates my work enough that they want to pay me for it that is humbling as an artist because you're like wow like yeah and someone appreciates my work enough yeah. to give the money they've made to me yeah to do what I love like yeah. that's a blessing and I appreciate that but it's also like the the water gets murkier where you're like this isn't the version of what i love being truly it's yeah. like these other different things um and I, like i've learned a lot in those processes where like you know i have to like my mind has to work in an avenue that i would never work in and because of that like now my skill set's a little wide yeah yeah so like you know in again like regardless of doing something you can learn from it yeah. and like you still gain something from it, but I think I'm that relationship is being defined different leading to me now. So that's why, like, I'd like to collaborate. I'm not sure how much more I want to do commissions and stuff like that because it definitely feels it doesn't feel as collaborative um, as you know a collaboration. It's transactional. Yeah, and it's like here's my email, I'm going to send you a couple of ideas, and then, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> you this money, and then whatever, but, like, for collaboration, you're, like, kind of, like, having talks, having... Synergy. Then creating something that's... Okay. Unnecessary Zoom meetings, you know, you're just constantly going... Interdependent. Yeah. That's what it is, the productive dependency, yeah. where it's you still maintain your individuality, but also you capitalize off of the teamwork to create and do even more. Yeah. So it's like building on top of each other to make, make the bridge. It's really awesome. Um, we're actually getting towards the tail end of our time here for this pod. Is there anything uh, coming up that you would like to share with the people or any, maybe anything you got in the works or anything kind of looking forward to? I definitely, like, I'm, I want to start working on this next art show. not just not really sure when it'll be. Um, but it's posted. Yeah, like, I, I'm also always learning to... I appreciate more things so like other artists if you want to reach out to me like send me your work so I can like start checking your stuff out like I, I 
I want to be connected to more artists. What's your gram? Where can I uh, find you at? Finito Juarez. So F I N I T O J U A R E Z. That's it. That's my Instagram. But like, I'm always looking to work and connect with other creative people that are doing the shit that they love. So that is kind of like my goal right now. But hope to get clothing out this year. And also, um, kind of want to develop like a artist creative mixer Ooh. get a bunch of creative people together i like that put them all in the same place because mm-hmm. something i realized at the art show was like here's all these dope people yeah. but i was so busy running around doing art show shit that like i couldn't necessarily <laughs> give everybody the time but like i want to hear it all yeah. you know like i see what people's relationship with their artwork is so incredible that's i'm away yeah follow him Benito Juarez at Instagram and other socials as well. Uh, what we like to do at the tail end of each pod is we like to give final thoughts. So whatever advice or thought or whatever's on your mind that you would like to share with the people, a lot of times it's just a little positivity, a little love, little words of um, what we're kind of thinking or going through. Um, anybody want to take lead? Be the change. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to work. He's about to say some inspiring ass shit. I can tell. Be the change you want to see in the world. Hopefully that makes sense and hopefully it makes dollars. Dang. I'll tell you on that. That's a hard bar. <laughs> um, uh, okay, it's like this idea about like um, realizing whether what you have are assumptions on something or fact i've been like having conversations about this and pretty much you know a lot of times we you know may experience something and we assume uh that maybe this is how the other person feels about it or we we can jump to assumptions so easily but if you can like practice um just being aware of if this is like an actual you know, real thing or something that you're kind of creating in your mind that you believe, but, you know, you can't really say is true or not, then you should probably, you know, uh, be more cautious of like the actions that you take um, moving forward. But yeah, just kind of being aware of like, is that an assumption that I feel about this situation? Or do I know that this is fact? Yeah. And um, I think like, when you realize it's an assumption, just it's easier to like, let it go and kind of like, move forward like better yeah i mean yeah it's been something i've been practicing and it's been like a freaking game changer like is this an assumption or do i really know this is fact and then i'm like well i don't know so let me just let that go <laughs> yeah and then i feel freer and i'm like okay i was like creating this worry or these these negative thoughts of like something that i'm assuming and actually don't even and then it works out great <laughs> and i just let that shit go I'm like, wait, that's an assumption, and I just let it go, and I'm like, all right. And if it's, you know, really matters, that I'll go speak to the person or whatever it is, and figure out whether it's fact or not, and just communication, and you know, get like clarification on things before, you know, moving off of something that I don't even know is really real. Nice, excellent, thanks, Ev. Oh yeah. My last thought would be to explore with intention, and I think that there's a lot of messages that we get throughout life and it's advice and ways to kind of structure your worldview that will really help you survive and maintain and kind of maneuver through a lot of life's challenges 
But a lot of the times when we're getting these messages, it's hard to hear them because we're so in the sauce of whatever we're going through that it could be five different people throughout your life had said essentially the same thing, but it wasn't until the fifth time when you're finally like 33 that you're like, oh shit, that makes sense. So I, I would say be active in your intention to learn so that way instead of having this kind of closed-minded approach of of maybe eventually resonating with the message taking control and actively going out to find the message for yourself whether it be through reading self-help books or just hearing from talking to therapy whatever it may be just kind of being an active participant in trying to help understand yourself in the world around you I think it'll do a lot that's my final thought um please alfonso let the people know what you're thinking um okay vice advice is a interesting topic for me because i just it's hard for me to believe in it because i don't know I, like i gained so much from finding things out myself so i won't like be like do this mm -hmm. but um if you can make someone's day easier do that <laughs> for yourself into the stuff you love like even in like the those like i have six dollars in my bank account moments when i was doing my art i was still happy like um and tend to your garden like mm -hmm. mental health is very important and it's difficult yep. to be at your best if you're not at your like you're not doing well and taking care of yourself in whatever ways you need to take care of yourself um but yeah like just do what you love if, i don't think you can miss if you're doing that so wonderful big facts uh it's been such a pleasure having you with us today Thank alfonso you. finito juarez you're an amazing person thanks Thank for coming you. through and we would love to have you again it's been really wonderful wherever you guys need me yeah. me up. guys it's been the dipped podcast we're finally we're back baby we back